0: Welcome to the Leaders of B2B podcast, a weekly show where we bring you interviews and in the weeds expertise from today's B2B experts and thought leaders. You can see more about today's episode and guests by visiting our website at leadersofb2b.com. This episode is brought to you by Content Allies. At Content Allies, we turn you and your organization into industry thought leaders. We interview you and your leadership team and then turn those interviews into articles, white papers, videos, podcasts, and social content. Learn more and say hello at contentallies.com. All right, Nick, thank you for coming on the show today. Super excited to have you here. And for everyone in the audience who doesn't know who you are or what Silverdale is, can you give us uh, just kind of the quick 60-second overview of just who you are and what your business is?
1: Sure. So uh, my is Nick Foy. I'm the CEO and founder of Silverdale Technology. Uh, we are a business process uh, improvement business, and we also implement technologies on top of that. So uh, we basically help companies to establish the right business process, and then we put in the right technology to sit on top of that to make sure that that process is, um, is mechanized. Uh, and adopted by the employees so uh, we're not just technology we're not just business process we put the two
0: things together and i think that's fairly unique in what we do as a business nice that's awesome and and so one question i have is as i was kind of looking through your site here i saw language about odoo and kind of other tools like this and so are you guys um, kind of i guess consultants on top of existing technologies that are out there have you built your own technologies where do you guys kind of sit in that spectrum
1: Yeah, you know, it's actually about all of the above. Uh, So we are, in fact, uh, an approved partner for Odoo. Um, That's the first technology that we're working with. The ultimate aim is to be technology agnostic. Uh, That's really what we're aiming for. But right now, uh, Odoo is a great technology platform. It's very flexible and fungible we always tell clients if they can um, describe the business process we can map it then we can build it in Odoo so that's kind of why we started with Odoo Um, so that's kind of our main focus but as I say long-term plan is to be technology agnostic.
0: Yes I love that and and so um, and can you maybe share a bit more I guess like where's the business at today what is your kind of team size or roughly how many customers are you serving just for like a kind of reference point of where you guys are at in the journey?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, Cellville Technology, I started the company um, just over a year ago, although officially, really, we only started scaling the business when I started working full-time on it. It was a side gig for about six months. Uh, I didn't really do an awful lot with it, quite frankly. And then, you know, this year, with everything that's happened with COVID and everything else, you know, around about March, April time, you know, the consulting role I was doing, um, you know, reduced hours. On that side, so I decided. Well, well, there's no better time to, you know, dedicate time to it. I've got plenty of time. Let's get it done. So, so really, we kicked the whole thing off uh, end of April. Um, so I suppose it's been eight months now. And where we are now, we've now got twelve uh, active clients. Uh, we've got fifteen employees. We've got uh, three in the US, and we have twelve employees based in Pakistan. Um, and that's actually where we base all of our technology-based roles are so all based in Pakistan. So. Um, we are growing probably about 50% every month. So it's, we're growing at a fair uh, It's been, uh, it's been quite a journey, you know, from back in April, I was sitting there in my office on my own, kind of drumming my fingers on the desk thinking, okay, so now, now what happens? You know, uh, and now we're sitting here with 15 employees and 12 clients and, um, and yeah, growing really well. So it's, yeah, it's been quite the journey this year, Been quite, quite the 2020,
0: I have to say. So I'm curious, because uh, I mean, that sounds like a, just a rapid, you know, quick early growth and success. And I'm curious, um, how did you go about going, you know, over the course of just over a year, basically, from, you know, zero to, I think you said, 15 clients here? Uh, like how have you gone through that journey or what has led to those early customers?
1: Yeah, so you know, we were very lucky that our first customer was actually my previous employer, which was a great way to start. Um, so they were our first customer, um, and they're still with us now, uh, and we're growing our business with them as well. So that you know, that that gave us kind of a kind of a bedrock, if you like, to build on. And from there, really, it was just really aggressive um, sales. And so you know, one of the uh, one of the things that I think I, I I'm pretty good at is. Um, Talking business process with other people, Um, so you know, just getting in front of people and talking about, hey, what are you working on? What problems are you facing? You know, based on my experience, um, well, it's been uh, probably near thirty years' experience, I guess. I'm able to talk whether it's sales, you know, operations, planning, you know, supply chain, technology. You know, uh, I can I, I can pretty much hold my own in any one of those subjects, and you know, doing some good demos and you know, really hitting. Rather than focusing on the technology, we really focused on what the business problem was um, and solving that, uh, and then talking about technology second. And That's really proved uh, a pretty big winning strategy for us.
0: Love that, and so did you get those early customers through the relentless sales? Was that through people in your network, through referrals? Did you go to outbound sales or ads? I'm curious how you actually kind of ended up getting those initial like leads for those as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we did a lot of Google Ads uh, to start with. Um, so uh, it's kind of an interesting journey in itself. You know, Google Ads I'd never used before, and I had to figure that out myself. And, you know, what was interesting is you start looking at things like, you know, the you know cost per click and all those kind of metrics. And I was, you know, when I started, I was seeing a cost per click of like $1.50. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that's, that's really expensive. Why the hell am I paying so much uh, for every click? and then then i as i i got two new clients through google and then i suddenly realized that actually those clients themselves brought in you know what was effectively kind of five figure deals from those two clients and then i kind of kind of realized that, you know $1.50 per click is actually not bad um to it's a to great it, number for ppc <laughs> <to see. laughs> yeah so you know uh so i suddenly realized that actually at my strategy of for Google was was kind of all wrong, and so we vastly increased our budget with Google. And quite frankly, you know, we were spending, you know, potentially as much as you know thousands of dollars, you know, per per click in some cases. But they are actually turning into clients. So you know, so we don't have as many clicks as we were getting previously, uh, but each one um, is worth a lot lot more money to us now. So I, I think that was kind of a difference between when we thinking about B2B marketing and and things like that. You know, we you kind know, of the you now, cost of acquisition of a client um, is very different when we're looking at the B2B space, and that was a that was a huge lesson for us. And the rest of our business has been a lot of word of mouth, actually. So I do a lot of networking. I do a lot of uh, posting as well on different uh, social platforms, um, and we we do get a good amount of word of mouth as well from our existing clients.
0: Nice, I love that. Um, yeah, very fascinating to hear. And uh, I, I know for a lot of people in the, the paid space, when they hear $1.50 a click and you're getting customers, uh, it's so inexpensive because some, some industries, you know, it's, you're paying $40, 50 $60 a click. Yeah. But uh, yeah. again, it, it, in the B2B space, it makes sense because, you know, even if you have 300 clicks and then you get that, you know, $50, $100,000 customer, it's uh, very well worthwhile. So uh, it's all in that kind of way of how you frame it of not looking at every click, but like the what the overall ROI is on the spend.
1: Yeah, 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 and that, I, I think that's when we really turned the corner when we started looking at it in that way, you know. Um, Ryan, looking at it in number of clicks is really about what's the value of each click and the value for us, as you say, you know, it's, it's three figures uh, a lot of times for our clients, so um, it's well well worth it.
0: Yeah, I love that. And so I'm also curious, one of the things that you kind of hit on is that, um, you know, you guys are partnering a lot with, um, with Odoo, which is a technology company, and I'm curious, um, how has that relationship been working around an existing technology? Do you have kind of like a close relationship with them where they're ever sending you customers? I know that that sometimes is kind of a relationship, but I'm curious, like, how has that been, I guess, like kind of building your business around another technology solution?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, you know, I was, I was pretty determined uh, to start with that, you know, we didn't have a, an awful lot of seed capital to get started. So we couldn't spend, you know, six, nine, 12 months, you know, in stealth mode, developing something from scratch. Um, It just wasn't an option, um, quite frankly. And if we were going to do this, uh, we had to do it in a very different way. So Odoo was a platform I was very familiar with. And, you know, one of the great things about that platform is just simply its fungibility. And, you know, even though the platform itself is kind of pre-built, really only about 70% of it is kind of ready for our customers in that sense, right? Every customer's got, you know, a lot of uniqueness. Um, that needs to be built on top of that, um, and you know we we decided that Odoo was the platform we were going to build our business rent to start with, um, and you know we've we've deliberately found. Consultants, um, project managers, as well as developers, specifically on that platform. Um, but the coding and the principles that are behind that—that that we're building—you know, so we're building a lot of things around you kind know, of repeatability, automation is something we're very, very focused on. So as we learn something once, you know, we build modules, we build code, we build scripts um, that will do it a second and third time. You know, with the number of clients, the number of projects we're now working on we're starting to see a pattern develop, right? There's a lot of things that customers are asking for, you know, every single time um, they're doing an, an implementation. Um, and so for us, it's really about how do we build things once and how do we you know repeat and scale that process. So you know a lot of our focus really is on automation and uh, repeatability. Um, and you know, and scripting, and that's that's that the Odoo platform has allowed us to really do that. Um, the other part of your question, though, in terms of kind of getting leads from Odoo, yeah, you know that, that we have had some leads from Odoo, but you know, uh, quite frankly, we didn't want to rely on that either. Um, we had to get out and do our own sales and marketing. You know, even though we're an official partner, uh, we certainly didn't want to be, you know, solely kind of. Um, beholden on what comes through from Odoo, so so yeah, I, we do get some leads um, from those guys, but uh, quite frankly, um, I think almost all of our bigger clients that we have, in fact, we've all been you know, you know, found by ourselves.
0: Nice, love that, and and so I'm curious, uh, who are the customers that you're serving these days, or what are the types of businesses that you're you're working with?
1: Yeah, um, you know, our customers are really diverse. Uh, So uh, everything from uh, real estate property management companies to cell phone resellers, Uh, we run a B2B auction platform for one of our clients. Um, That's both on Odoo and actually on you know, an iOS and Android apps, uh, which is you know, pretty pretty neat. Uh, we also have clients in retail, uh, e-commerce clients in, uh, in PPE space, for example. Uh, we have uh, another client who's in the aggregate business. Uh, we have uh, another client who is in retail, physical retail. So, so yeah, our client base is really diverse. We also have a botanic garden, Who's uh, a client of ours as well, uh, which is kind of fun—a uh, different. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's it's really great because we work with clients in, in in all different industries. But you know, fundamentally, everyone's just looking for the same thing, right? Um, you know, everyone's just looking for—you know, everyone sells, buys, stores, takes payments as a website. You know, the fundamentals are the same. It's just you know how we deploy the tools is is different.
0: Yeah. And so I'm curious from the, the sales and marketing perspective, you know, do have you had any, I guess, maybe struggles with that and figuring out how to market when like, I guess, again, like you have so many different types of businesses, but are people, I guess, really coming to you because like, hey, they need business process automation. Like they need this kind of specific support. Because um, I know that sometimes it's easier when you've got that like, hey, we go after this vertical This is where they hang out. Um, How does that kind of sit for you, and versus saying like more like, "Hey, we do this thing, but it can help a wide number of people."
1: Yeah, and you know, we it's it's really interesting because we actually did consider should we be targeting a specific vertical. Um, You know, a lot of my background is in supply chain, but also in um, electronics, especially cell phones. And you know, we did consider should we kind of stay in that lane, but the reality is that the kind of role that we play, it doesn't really matter what your industry is. Our qualifying questions, if you like, are, you know, do you have a process? Yes. Okay. Are you happy with that process? No. Great. Then that's why we're here for. So, so it doesn't really matter what industry you're in. Um, you know, everyone's effectively a customer of ours. And, you know, a, a lot of our business so far as well has been what we call rescues. Um, so this is where someone has already maybe implemented a system and now they're struggling with it or they're struggling with an upgrade or they're not sure where to go next or, you know, their previous you know, developers weren't, you know, uh, went up to scratch. Um, and, you know, kind of we're stepping in and doing a lot of rescues as well. Um, so it's not necessarily from scratch. We're walking into, you know, most of the time, in fact, we're walking into a business already got something and they know it's not working for them, but they're not quite sure why and what to do about it. And that's kind of where our consulting really comes in uh, on the business process side first.
0: Nice. I love that. So one thing I want to dive into is like a bit more on like the backstory here as well, because I found it interesting where you said... Um, you know, you you had a position at a company, was a side gig, and then like that evolved into the first customer for this business. So maybe like, what was the journey for you to actually get up to the point of launching that? Maybe if we go into like a bit more depth of like, what was that actual story? How did that kind of play out with your your previous employer to turning them into a customer and everything? Because I think that that's something that a lot of people would love to do uh, when they have the yeah. dreams of starting their own business, and it's not always as easy. I feel like you, you you got a you got a great position there. Where you, you know, you start off a company with your very first cu- customer already signed on.
1: Yeah, you know, it was a great journey. Um, you know, I started uh, with, uh, with that customer almost three years ago now, and you know, worked with them as a consultant uh, for two years, helping them really again on this very similar things. So, you know, looking at business process, you know, launching a couple of new businesses, a couple of new technologies, you know, and so you know, when it got to a point where COVID was hitting; their business was starting to struggle. You know, it was fairly obvious to me that, yeah, you know, they they just you know they they can't afford to keep me on full time, uh, and nor should they. You know, so um, and actually, it was my suggestion to the owner of the company that, hey, you know, something need to reduce my hours because you know, this of everything that's going on, and I think the relationship there was was just really strong. There's a lot of trust, um, a lot of you know, good communication, and you know, for for our customer there was you know for them uh, continuity um and keeping the you know, kind of the business strong was more important than you know just cutting ties with someone altogether right uh, the benefits definitely outweighed um you know anything else so so yeah, starting you know i I, I, I was kind of apprehensive to start with of course, you know you know, you can't can't really say, oh, I think you should Reduce my hours, and by the way, I'm starting my own thing, and I want you to start paying me in a different way, <laughs> because that's kind of what it was, right? But that transition was very, it was very open. We discussed it. Um, you know, it was very clear as to what we were doing, and you know, they're, they're now uh, a great client of ours. And in fact, they've helped us, you know, get more business as well. So um, it's it's a great. It starts with a great relationship, and also being very open and honest. Um, you know, I was open and very honest with the owner of the company to say you know, ultimately, I want to run my own business. You knew that from day one. Uh, So it wasn't a huge surprise when we got to that point. And it felt like a very natural transition, to be honest, rather than a a, a wrench, which which is what it could have been for both of us, quite frankly, you know, so it can we kind of focused on, you know, what was going to be the benefit for both of us? And, you know, and it's still working. So
0: I love that. And it's super fascinating. And just, it's amazing, just how some of those things, I guess, work out. And uh, now it's, provided the foundation for what's become a rapidly growing business for you and everything and yep. and so i'm curious for you maybe like what are some of the biggest learnings you had i guess over this you know first year or so in business um what are some of the biggest learnings you've had from this
1: hmm. you know uh yeah wow well, the biggest learnings we started off uh the first couple of months uh really uh, you know heavily focused on cash flow and making sure we weren't Adding too much overhead to the business at the start, so we tried to kind of adopt a very flexible model. Um, you know, uh, of you know hiring freelancers, hiring agencies to do work on our behalf. You know, knowing yes, we're probably paying a little bit more, but the flexibility, you know, of being able to bring people on, you know, take, take people out, you know, was was very attractive to start with, and it was a very good way of managing our cash flow. However, the downsides of that were, you know, our core business is really business process design and technology. And if you outsource both of those things, what are you? Um, So, you know, and reality was that we were having, you know, we were having quality issues. We were having turnaround time issues. um, And quite frankly, it just wasn't going to work. So we had to make a decision. I had made the decision to, you know, are, are we going all in? If we're going to do this, we need to do this properly. We're not going to use freelancers. We're not going to use independent contractors. We're not going to do that. Uh, and that's actually very unusual for this type of, for our industry, right? There's a lot of freelance developers. There's a lot of, um, you know, uh, you know uh, individual contributors, um, you know, based in places like India and Pakistan, um, who people outsource this type of work to all the time. For us, that just wasn't going to work. Um, Our clients were telling us that we knew it wasn't going to work. Um, So we decided to go all in and we started um, Silverdale Technology um, Pakistan Limited um, and we hired people into the office of Pakistan. And those are developers and all of our staff now are Silverdale Tech employees. We don't use any freelancers or any outside agencies now, only for some very, very specialist tasks, but our core staff are now all employees of Silverdale Tech. That was a huge learning for me. Uh, just the level of control and focus and drive that we're seeing from our own employees is vastly different to what you can get from agencies or um, or freelancers. And that, that probably, I think has been our biggest learning. And I would say our biggest turning point as well in the company. since we've made that change, um, that's when we've really seen the growth, um, quite frankly, um, that, you know, it made a big, big difference to us.
0: I love that. And so, um, I guess then on the flip side of that, maybe like what are some of the things that still keep you up at night at this stage in the business? You know, what are the things that are just uh, are constantly on your mind there?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, always, you know, cash flow is number one. Um, you know, we have a responsibility to our employees, to, you know, our, you know, our, our customers to make sure we're here for the long term. And so making sure that we're we're growing and we're growing sustainably, and we're making sure our cash flow is, is is very healthy. So yeah, you know that's probably the same as everybody, I guess, in this kind of position that you know we've got to make sure we manage uh, manage our cash very very wisely. And the other thing is is simply about our product quality. You know, quality is always top of my mind. It's all our customers really care about at the end of the day. You know, are are we delivering value and um, are we delivering the right product uh, in terms of quality? You know, technology is a, it's not like everything works first time out, out of the box. Um, there's always going to be some tweaks required and, you know, helping our, our clients and some of the, you know, some, solving some pretty complex issues. You know, it's not, you know, these aren't simple challenges, otherwise they're going to solve it themselves. Um, so making sure that we're kind of setting it up correctly, making sure we're chunking the work up. Um, so that we're delivering in a very iterative, collaborative way is is kind of the way that we're we're kind of focused on that. But but yeah, I think really cash flow and and maintaining the level of quality of delivery, um, I think are the two things I really focus on.
0: Yes, I love that. And and then so I guess for you, like, what is the vision for the the future of this company for you? Where are you wanting to take this? You know, now that you're hitting this early track record of success, you're you know, probably had no idea a year ago that you were going to be where you are now and so like what is you know what does the vision look like for you at the future at this point?
1: Yeah and, and our you know I think the future for us really is about you know scaling the company. Um so now how do we take all of the processes all of the mechanisms that we have in place and how do we scale those you know um we we do look at that all the time in the company. So we do something once. You know, the question is always, you know, okay, this works for one client, five clients, 15 clients, but how does it work for 150 clients? You know, will, will this scale? And quite a lot of the time, the answer is no, it won't scale. And so we have to find a very different way of doing it. And it seems like overkill uh right now, based on where we are, but knowing where I know I want the company to be in even 12 months' time. You know we, we have to be able to build things that scale uh, and scale rapidly and that's been our experience so far this year but I think longer term as I say longer term our focus is on business process uh, it's going to be on consulting and it's going to be on technology but technology agnostic um, so uh, you know us getting into some of the other technology platforms our focus is really is on kind of ERP-type platforms and solutions. Uh, and that's really where we want to get focused next year is extending out to other platforms.
0: Yes, I love that. And, and so as we wrap up here, what advice would you give to, say, other entrepreneurs if you can think back to yourself, you know, stepping out from um, your your position and going out on your own? What advice would you give for someone else who's making that similar jump?
1: Well, I, I, feel, like, uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm not really qualified to do that yet. You know, I, I feel like I'm kind of eight months in, Am I qualified to offer any type of advice right now? Blimey. I I think there's probably only two things I would say. One is go all in. You know, it's fine to do things as a side gig, but unless you're Going all in, you know, it's never really going to change your life, and that's what this has been. This journey has been for me. Um, you know, I've been wanting to run my own business for probably twenty years. I'd never really made the made the leap, um, but since I have this year, uh, it's been the best thing I've ever done. But it wouldn't have happened unless I decided to go all in. So at some point, you have to make that decision. You just have to go. And you know, don't you know you can wait for this, wait for that, wait for then you know, the mortgage being paid off or the car being paid off or something, right? There's always a reason not to do it. But the reality is that the best time to do it was was it is always yesterday. So you've got to move and go, you know, move now. Um and it's the best decision that certainly I've ever made. I think the other thing I would say as well, kind of advice, one of the things I've realized is just really having confidence in your product and, and what you're selling. Um, you know, you've got to have you know, you've got to be really confident in that. You know, I've been in, in business now for you know almost 30 years. You know, and I've built up a lot of good experience, and it's valuable experience as well. And you know, yeah, sometimes I'm a bit shy about that, but quite frankly, you know, you've got to be a little bit bullish. You've got to be able to say, yeah, I know how to solve it. I've done this before. I can show you how to do that. And being very confident in that. Um, so yeah, I think going all in and uh, having a lot of
0: self-confidence. Um, and belief in, in what you know is definitely the way to go. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you for taking the time to come on here, Nick. This was absolutely fascinating. Uh, amazing insights there. I appreciate you sharing the journey. And so if someone wants to find out more about you and Silverdale and everything they're doing online, uh, where's a good place to find you? Yep. so we're at silverdaletech.com. Um,
1: we're also you know, on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on all the platforms. Um, but yeah, people can absolutely reach out to us at uh, um or they can actually email me directly. I'll take all emails. So uh, nick at salvadeltech.com is also a great way to get a hold of me.
0: Awesome. Thank you for coming on here, Nick. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find links and show notes from today's episode at leadersofb2b.com.